Buenas, buenas, mi gente. You are now listening to Loose Accents, an immigrant podcast for the press and unbothered. Loose Accents is a podcast covering the issues, stories, and topics that make your professor y tu abuelita pressed about your life. We are here to celebrate the looseness of our tongues and our identities. Our ultimate goal is liberation, or better yet, we're trying to become two hoes simply living their best unbothered ass life. We are coming to you once again from where it all began here at LA Create Space in Inglewood for our fourth episode where we get to cover things about our mamas, y'all. Mamas, here we come. So grab your hot churros, sunflower seeds, and Arizona iced tea because we got a show for you. I am on Bay. I am Dangeli. And we are ready to celebrate our mamas, y'all. Let's do it. Okay. Before we talk about our mamas, because we just celebrated Mother's Day in the U.S. context, but I have a question for this mommy right here in the studio. What's up? D'Angeli, baby, corazón, chula, linda, tell me, from one to ten, how hard are you cramping right now? <laughs> you came with that face like don't fuck with me listen, today listen y'all yo, i have bags under my eyes my mustache is growing in i haven't <laughs> detangled my hair in like two weeks i'm tired exhausted and i have cramps so for everyone out there under periods under mental periods for mm. all the gay men that are listening all the me. you know cis gay men that are listening me it's okay you will make it. You will make it through. So, in a translation, that's an eight. <laughs> I'm hurting, yeah. Okay. Like, an, like an 8.5. All right, baby. I, you know, I, 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 what, how can I make it better? But remember that time at Coachella when I was, like, basically having contractions? <laughs> you almost had three babies. And, like, there, <laughs> what? I was the only, like, person with a vagina in the room. <laughs> and everyone's like, well, my leg hurts. I'm with you. I think it was David. Well, and I think we remember saying, like, look, if you are going to come here in Coachella, baby, we love you. How are you going to get uh, make it better? And how, and how did you make it better? I got drunk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and turned... Up. These are the tips not to do, but hey. And then someone was saying, just take some painkillers with alcohol. I'm like, is it? Is that? Is that recommended? And they're like, baby, I've done it. I survived. Mm. We're not going to mention any names. Let's just move on. Let's they just shall remain on. nameless. Yes, of course. <laughs> oh my God. So Yo, how are you, boo? Look, I'm, I'm good. This week is going to be crazy. We're having so many events at work coming up. Um, I feel like I haven't cleaned my room in like two weeks. You know what I'm saying? But check this out. This morning when I woke up and then I saw that it was raining, I was like, I'm not going to work. Really? Well, you didn't go to work today? Of course I did. Okay. I thought about it. (laughs) (laughs) I thought about it and I was like, I'm not going to work. Like it's raining. I I turned on my, um, my crystal lamp. My lava lamp, whatever that thing is called, like the Himalayan salt lamp, you know, turn that joint on. Oh, Ooh, Lord. I didn't want to leave. You have a Himalayan salt lamp? Who doesn't? What do you, for, what do, you do for work? Tell the people. Okay. What I do for work, I'm a director um, at a nonprofit here in South LA, and we do a lot of events with um, the community members of, of South LA. We take them on an amazing tour. So this weekend, we have a tour 
uh, of South LA. So we're going to get about 50 folks, get them in the bus and take them all throughout South LA to explain about how disinvestment has happened throughout mm. the decades and what ha what happens to neighborhoods that are disinvested, um, highly, uh, highly, um, uh, you know, um, put with cops and folks who, you know, are just there to make sure that people don't get out of line. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Like hyper what is it hyper vigilant yeah hyper vigilance like make sure that there's like cops all over the place but also what happens to uh local schools neighborhoods parks um and to the people when the systems that are at play just don't pay attention to the needs um that that the community really needs and so we're going to be going from the old gm plant to going to the central uh, corridor where jazz mm. uh, was really created here in LA. So it's just, we're going to have a, an amazing time. Okay. You know okay. what I'm saying? Okay, Be good. Okay. Be you know, good. Let, letting the people get to know you. You know how it is. Letting the people know. <laughs> okay. So, wait, one thing before huh. we jump into this conversation. I have to call out Ernesto, y'all, publicly. Oh, shaming. Let it begin. So let me tell you. Last week, was it last week? I don't know when we were speaking. We were like catching up on something. Oh, no. You called me and he goes, you know, baby, um, you know, we're talking about Mother's Day and I'm asking him, you know, what he did for, I think, was it that what you did for Mother's Day? Yes. I'm like, so what did you do for your mama for Mother's Day? Yes. Yes. He goes, what did you do for, you know, for your mom for Mother's Day for Latina Mother's Day? Well, first of all, Latina Mother's Day had passed and first American all, Mother's Day had passed. So I'm like, yo, I, I had to at least cover my bases. No, 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 no. You said Latina Mother's Day. Damn. So these people out here, these Mexicans in LA swear, swear. <laughs> Damn. Swear that Latinidad is out here under, you know, just Mexicano. But I know it was Central American too, though. It was. So, so you still. expect the Latin America. Yes, I know. So I'm like, Ernesto, what are you talking about? <laughs> what Latina Mother Day? And he's like, you know, he stays quiet. He's like, what, what are you, what are you called out? And I'm like, first of all, we celebrate Mother's Day. Uh-huh. The last Sunday of May. And then I said, I was like, wait, so it's not even like next week, like in a couple of days with the, all the Americans? Yeah, it's like, it's, I mean, Dominican Mother's Day. And slick as Dominican moms want two gifts. My mom called me on Mother's Day like, so you're really not going to buy me anything? I was like, no, it's not it's Dominican Mother's Day. She's like, but but I raised you here. Yeah. And I'm like, but you're Dominican. She's like, well, that means I get two gifts. I was like, no, you do not. Um, but I'm planning something really nice for her. I think I'm going to do the last week of May. I'm going to do a gift a day. Damn. Yeah, and it's like, you know, small gifts. So I'm going to uh, have... So like a paper clip. So like, <laughs> so I'll have flour <laughs> delivered, I think, that Monday. Yeah. And then the next edible arrangement. And then the next, a shirt that says, uh, Mama, eres mi amor eterno. Okay. I, it's like a Mexican, this Mexican artist, actually. And she's okay. Mexico-based as well. Um, And the next one will be a card. And then another day will be a a gift card to a spa. For her to go wait you know, these relax. are not supposed to be surprises for her right they are okay so they i'm just gonna have stuff delivered to her but you know that there's been people that 
let your mom know and show her your pictures on Instagram and all this stuff. So what if they share? <laughs> they won't. They won't. Please keep my secret from me. And she's still asking me what radio station to tune into so she can listen <laughs> to the podcast. Welcome to Loose Accents. Y'all, please slide in our DMs and yeah. let us know how we can explain what a podcast is to our parents. And and in Spanish, because my mom yep. my mom does the same thing. She's like, ay, mijo, I missed your show on the radio. Can you tell me when it starts next week? And I was like, no, mom, like, yep. you can. It, yeah, <laughs> my mom has no idea what I do. And she's like, oh, when when do I get to, like, see your stuff and, like, hear it in the radio? Like, do they play it here in New York? I'm like, mama, yeah. I don't have, like, a live radio show. Right, right, right. But that's the best way to describe it, right? It's like, oh, vamos yeah. a estar en el radio. Like, yeah, so I told her, I was like, oh, mom, we're like, we're recording the show. Um, and she's like, oh, where is it? I'm like, on the internet. She's like, oh, where do I log in? But I haven't, but I really, I don't want her. <laughs> where do I log in? Yeah. I love that. But I don't want her. I think she asked me to like send her the password or something. Yeah. But I don't want her to know what I speak about online. Imagine her listening to the other episode about me swallowing from Café Con Chisme. Shout outs to the homies and the homegirls from Cafe Con Chisme. Uh, Yo, like that was. If you haven't heard it, well, Cafe Con Chisme has been like our Madrina episode. Yes. I mean, our Madrina podcast. Yes, They've yes, been yes. so supportive. They've like shared the gems with us, the secrets. Um, and shout mm -hmm. out to Cafe Con Chisme, y'all. If you don't know Cafe Con Chisme, tune in. They're amazing. They're yep. out here chismoseando almost every week. Almost every week. That yeah. is like religious. You know, yep. they are on that radio like. Day in and day they out. They are a prayer. They are your they, your weekly dose of shady prayer. Right. And the shadiest one of them all is Baby Seb. I cannot. Baby Seb. Uh, and Yaz is out here just living her life. Seb, baby. Can't wait to see you. Love them so much. Love you. So, I um for Mother's Day. So, now that we can go back to the Mexicanidad of it all. Thank you. Um, right. <clears throat> So on Mother's Day, uh, so this was like May 9th, my fam lives kind of far from me. So I like drive all the way. Um, I bought like a cake and some other panecitos for my fam. And my mom had just came from Mexico a couple of days ago. So I'm driving and I, I, I roll up to the house, but my mom just moved into a, like a really big house with like a, a big ass dog. So the dog doesn't know me, right? So I, I pull in and I wanted it to be a surprise. But I show up and then the dog just starts going off. Like, oh woof, woof, woof. and I was like, fuck, this is going to be a surprise. Like, and then all of a sudden, like a little window opens and it was my mom just staring. I was like, ma, soy yo, abrame. And so she comes, she opens the door. She's like, me quería sorprender, verdad? <laughs> Pero ya tengo seguridad. So <laughs> super, super cute. But yeah, so I did a little, you know, a little gift. Uh, and then I stayed there that night. Then the next morning we went to have breakfast. I saw that on your Instagram. So cute. My mom is like, and if your mom is the same, please let us know because I know there's mamas out there like this. Like they don't want no gifts. They, well, they pretend that they don't want no gifts. My mom never pretends. She's, she's very, very vocal. Okay. Yeah. My mom is like, no, mijo, like don't buy me anything. I don't want anything. I'm good. But then the next morning she was ready for breakfast. She knows. Of course. Yeah. And I was like, mom, so I'm going to take you to a restaurant. She's like, ay, mijo, no, like. I'm not wearing the right shirt, but what about these shoes? Are these okay? Oh, I love them. <laughs> love them. Yeah. No, my mom is my mom is very vocal about what she wants. She like my mom texts me 
like pictures of stuff that she would like bought for her and she's like you know wouldn't wouldn't be too bad if i received this for mother's day or for my birthday i'm Damn. like and the same thing with my stepdad she goes around demanding stuff or like letting people know what she would want and then if you don't get it for her she's like complaining she's like oh like wow like everything i do for this home and no one bothered to pay attention to the stuff that i want she, really? she does not care i mean i think we're all like that in my house though because I definitely call them up and I'm like, wow. The lady I, is blunt. I moved. I moved to LA and no one has even bought me my nice stand. Oh, stop. Stop. <laughs> that Dilly, do you remember that time that like that Bad Bunny was coming into town and you were like, wow. Toda esta gente out there knowing that I love my man, my husband, and nobody cared to buy me tickets. That's me. <laughs> and I po- you know, I posted it on my Facebook. I was like, wow, hija única. E, they can't even buy me Bad Bunny tickets. Wow. And my mom commented, and like people liked her comment. They were cracking up because he's like, I'm not going to be buying uh, uh, concert tickets for you to go hear bad words. I'm like, oh, here we go. And, and she probably like, said that to you on a Sunday after she had came from church. You know it. She's and her and this church lately have been on a... That's another story, y'all. I'm going... One day I'm going to share the story of how my mom made my stepdad convert Ooh. and become a man of the church. And three weeks later, he asked her to marry, like, marry him. We love a rebirth story. I'm telling you, I have, yeah. oh my God, they're so, they're hilarious. My parents are hilarious. We love a rebirth story. Yeah. And speaking of stories, on today's episode, yeah, we, we, we want to uh, talk all about our mamas. Nuestras mamacitas, you know, our, our beautiful ladies who brought us to this world, but also who are shady. My mom is shady queen. Who are relentless at uh, making uh, a shame out of us in public. Even though they may not want to, but they do it. Yep. You know? And, but then who are also very loving, very caring, and who have taught us a lot. You know how when I'm being extra, extra shady, all of you tell me, like the baddies tell me that I'm a gay man at heart? Yes. My mom was your mom. born so in, a gay man. Yeah. So in that world, she would be like your drag mom. Yes. Yeah. 100%. On Valentine's Day, um, she called me and she's like, so what are you doing? I was like, no, I'm just here with my roommate. We're about to watch a movie, you know, eat some, you know, eat some dinner, just me and her. And she's like, wow, Valentine's Day and no dates. <laughs> Is that house filled with like losers? I'm like, she like dra- dragged us. She dragged you to hell. And then when I announced the podcast, I was like, hey, mom, like I announced like uh, the news of, my, you know, the, the, the podcast show that I'm starting. She's like, when are you going to announce the news of a boyfriend? I'm like. Shady boots. I was like, mom. Shady boots. I love my mom. She is shade queen. I'm always no. giving her heart attack. So something that I'm planning is to the next time I go to New York, I'm buying a fake, um, uh, a fake uh, belly for her. Uh, uh, <laughs> Wait, are you gonna wear it? Like because she's always accusing me of not protecting myself. Mm, mm-hmm, so I'm gonna, mm-hmm. you know, scare her maybe a little bit, you know, just a little bit. Right. And tell her, you know, mom, like. I got you. This segment brought to you by Birth Control. Everybody, take it. <gasps> by the way, okay, can I do a shout out? Hello. Okay, so my roommate told me about this app. Y'all talking about cramps, talking about moms, talking about birth control. 
about not wanting to become moms. There's this amazing app. I'm going to post it on my Instagram where you can have birth control delivered to you like it's Amazon. Uber Eats, but for birth control. Exactly. Literally, like, they'll ship it. They'll do, like, a little. You pay $12 for, like, a little medical consultation. And then they will mail you birth control. And even if you don't have health insurance, they provide, like, what's most affordable to you. So I just bought birth control for, like, 20 bucks. Free delivery. <laughs> que escandalo. That's, that's... Right? That's so efficient. Wow. So for all my people with vaginas out there, I mm-hmm. got you. Vagina mamas. Yep. Wow. Okay. I, I love that. You know? I'm, I'm ready. You know what? Whatever y'all need. Birth control. Advice. Lessons. Mom stories. We got you on this, on this podcast. So listen, my mom, she is... Um, she is an older, traditional Mexican mom who at any point in any conversation, if she feels wronged by you, if she feels slighted by you, if she feels like uh, you are not listening to her, she will always bring it back to like, mijo, pero todos los sacrificios que he hecho, all of these sacrifices that I've done for you and this family, and then it becomes a novela. Has she ever, like, cried while she... No. Well, yes, but it takes her a while for her to mm. get to that point. But the, the first go-to thing is, like, she holds it in, and then she doesn't talk to you. And then she's eating at the table, like, silently. The silent treatment. El drama, right? She gives you the silent treatment. And then, obviously, like, you go, like, Mom, you know, how are you? Como esta? And she's like, no, está todo bien. Todo bien, Ernesto. Todo está muy, muy bien. I'm just like my mom. mom is just like that too. A hundred. Is your mom a, a a Scorpio too? No, my mom is what's March seventeenth. Pisces. Oof. Yes. Is it Pisces? I think so. It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pisces, the little fish. The two. Yes, baby. The two little <laughs> fish. Me. You, well, you're a Pisces. I'm a Pisces. But I don't understand because my mom is like. No, your mom is more towards the end of the Pisces. I can't own her. Okay. I can't. Okay, got yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My mom, oh my God. My mom has gone months without speaking to me. That one time that I snuck out of my house. Okay, um, let's take a segment. Uh, that one time you snuck out of the house. Tell us about that. What happened? So, uh, I was messing with someone's son at the time. So- and... <laughs> Someone's Dominican son to make it even even worse. Mm, mm. Um, and I was coming home, turned up. Yeah. It was twelve. My parents were already sleeping. I was supposed to ask whenever I wanted to go out, especially like if I wanted to go out late at night. But they were already sleeping. And you were and how old? Twenty one. Okay. Exactly. I was old, so I knew that if I woke up my mom to ask her if I could go out at twelve a.m., she's gonna be like, "No, where the fuck are you going? The only where the only place you could go to if at this time." Is to someone's son's house. Mm. And I don't know why it's a surprise. And then like she didn't know that I was sexually active at the time, but whatever. So I was again turned up. Yeah. You know, I was lit. So I set the bed as if I was there. You know how you see in cartoons? Yeah, so like you see in the cartoon, you put the pillows and Yeah, then... and then I put the my bonnet. Stop. By the by the by the like the by the pillow. <laughs> the and, bonnet, yeah. <laughs> and made it seem like my face was like in the like in the sheets and then you could see like my bonnet out. Uh-huh. Girl. And I snuck out. I live my best life the entire night. Uh-huh. And then my mom goes to work like around like 8 a.m. No, like 7 a.m. So I'm like, okay, I'll sneak back in at 7 and you know, I'll go to work and she'll never notice. Yeah. Like, you know. 
girl, I went back home. The bed was just how I left it. I was like, I got away with this. I go, you know, I go to work. I'm here like, okay, I got away with You're this. Good. You know, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. Girl, I receive a call at 11 a.m. while I'm at work. My mom never calls when I'm at work. And I knew. I knew that, um, that I hadn't been caught. So, long story short, my mom calls me and she's like, where the fuck? Donde diablos tu pasaste la noche? And I was like, what are you talking about? She's like, no, yo no soy estúpida. <laughs> she didn't talk to me for three months. Three months? Three months. She didn't speak to me through Thanksgiving. Did she feed you? Through, girl, she was cooking and she would cook for her and my stepdad, not me. Damn. That's how bad it was. My, my mom won't cook, like... For me, that literally is the ultimate like prideful yep. mama not cooking for, for you. three months. Damn. For three months, but you know what's crazy? I wrote her an apology letter, and um, and then Trump took office, uh, like that January, uh, and I I finished that apology letter after Trump took office, and that became my first poem. That's the poem you heard. Oh, so moral of the story. If you want to write a good poem, sneak out, sneak out of your house, get in trouble, tarnish the relationship with your mother and the yep. trust, That's and it. then get some inspiration. That's it. Punto. I, you know, this is so funny. Um, so my mom actually has, uh, she's maybe a couple of days that she hasn't talked to me, but mm -hmm. she knows better. She knows that for me, um, I would be the one to like press her. Mm -hmm. And even if she's really upset at me, like she can't not, not talk to me. Like she, she'll, she'll talk to me, but she'll start with small words or whatever. But one time I remember she got really upset at me and really and it had like nothing to do with me. My little sister, shout out to my baby sis. She was, um, finishing college and she wanted to go, uh, uh, on a spring break trip with her cousins and like some dude or whatever. Uh, and so my sis, she was like, yo, I want to go on this trip, but mom doesn't let me go. And my mom is like really upset at me. Mm. Like, Ernesto, can you please go talk to her? Like, so I've always been like that mediator. Of person, course. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> my like, cousin was that for me. Right. Yeah. So my sister comes to me and, you know, I decide like, I'm going to go talk to mom. Cause I feel like, yo, if my sister, my sister has papers, she's about to graduate. She's done everything she's supposed to do. Like, let her be a hoe. Mm. I like and she wasn't going to be, she wasn't even going to be a host. She was just going to be out there like any white girl on spring break. And how old was she at this time? I know, say She was like in her 20s. Like, okay. Yeah. 20s. 20s. A right? Latina mom. Yeah, she was in her 20s. So she, and she was going to like fund it herself, everything. She was going to go, I think, to, um, uh, not Dominican Republic. She was going to go to, uh, I can't remember, one of those places. Damn, that's shady, right? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Costa Rica. This is this is what I deal with. He, you, you, who heard that? Who so, caught that? I, I apologize. He said Dominican Republic or one of those places. I, I'm sorry. No, I, I, I meant like one of those places that has two names, like Costa Rica. You know what I'm R saying? Right, right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Continue. Okay. Anyway, so she's out here. She was like, Ernesto, I'm gonna go on this trip, but mom is really upset. She's telling me she's gonna kick me out the house. And that, when you get the <gasps> threat, I've, I've definitely had that. And if she's like, Selena. Si tú vas a Costa Rica, yes. no llegas a esta casa. Yes, I've had that too. Oh my God, yes. And then it was this like, is triggering me. And then she looked at me and she was like, y si tú, como hombre, dejas que ella vaya, vas a ver Ernesto. 
So she's like, if I let her as a man, and I'm like, what? What, what does that have to do with yep. anything, right? So she went on this whole charade, and then she didn't talk to her. She didn't talk to me for, like, days. My sister went on her trip. She <gasps> comes back. Oh, my mom was, like, not to be found. She, like, she did all kinds of shit. I think she, like, burned some of our family pictures. She was so mad. Wait, what? Yeah. What? I'm telling you, my mom, and she could be a very prideful woman and also spiteful. Like, don't get her upset, right? So my sister goes and then she comes back and I said, look, mom, if you're upset that Selena's going to go on this trip, like, why? I want to know the reason. I-, I will be on your side if you tell me why. She had a whole situation of like she was going to go with a cousin, but she was also going to go with this dude mm. who was like a friend. And I was like, mom, like, it doesn't really work like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, he's not going to go out there. He like get her pregnant or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but in her head. But in her head, she was going to be at her butt-ass naked, yep. like running to the water and coming back with three babies. Like, yep. I don't know. So I wanted to know her story. No, she wouldn't tell me. She was like, he dicho. She will not go on that trip. And if she does, she will not live in this house. Girl. What happened when she came back? We had to have a full-ass conversation about it. And she was <gasps> mad for like weeks. And months. I had to, I remember one time I like had to walk with her because she said she was like, see, you guys don't listen to me. You don't listen to my authority. I told you that she could not go on this trip. And I'm like, Mom, this is like a grown ass woman now. You can't tell her that. Like you have to it, it, your relationship as a mom has changed. So one time we <laughs> we walked around the park and she was having like like a mental breakdown, hyperventilation moment. And I was like, Ma, let me teach you like about breathing and meditation. We had a full ass meditation session in the park. Oh my God. Like, I'm like, Ma, it's going to be okay. You know? And, and, and little by little, like they reworked their relationship and things like that. Pero la señora, like, she, she could go off. My mom, the first date that I ever went on was with this. I was 15. I will never forget. I was 15 and... This guy, uh, he was Dominican, taller than me. He had blue eyes. And that was enough for me to be in love. But anyway, so Damn. it was Valentine's Day. I didn't want to spend Valentine's Day by myself. He asked me out on Valentine's Day. And I, I decided to go with him. At that point, my mom didn't let me out. Like, I had to be back. My, my curfew when I was a teenager was the streetlights. Damn. If the streetlights turned on, I better be, like, at the house. Right. Girl, New York. Imagine a New York winter where, like, the sun goes down, like, at 3.30 p.m. Maybe 4. Maybe 4.30. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And the streetlights are on by 5 because it's so dark. I went out with this man. I told her that I was going out with my friend, Thais, at the time. And... And then she... I... We took pictures in this camera that I had, and then she saw the pictures on the camera. Mm. And it's like him kissing my cheek or whatever. Mm. She started crying. She spoke to me saying, you know, you, you know, I thought you didn't lie to me. I thought you were not going to become one of those girls that lied to their mom. She guilt tripped me. Mm. And like, I, I felt so bad, Ernesto, like bad. Like I had done the worst thing in my life. Girl, after, you know what? I got fed up with that real quick. (laughs) Yeah, I bet. And um, to the point that when I was like, when I was with my first boyfriend, I ended up telling her that I would start going to my best friend's house to go to sleep and then I would go party at night with my first boyfriend. <laughs> okay. The so first time I turned up. Life. She was yeah. living her life. Yep. Living my life. 
you know what's so funny like as we as we kind of have these these conversations about our mamas i always think about like you know the the things that i learned from her watching her be and and i remember like there was a, a very important moment a couple uh, of of years into like me going to school and then coming back home where i realized like yo my mom like she's 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 growing older mm-hmm. um and she's also not growing in in the ability to to parent um adults mm. right because all her little babies all her six little babies um six. became yeah by herself she raised six. all of us by herself right so like to be able to 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 do that um you know didn't give her a kind of benchmark to say okay now my kids are full ass adults uh and the the mothering and parenting style has to change yeah. because we're not all the same adults um and so i would have conversations with her and say mom like you can't just tell us what you want us to do like now it's about being able to negotiate and understand that we also see things in a different way that we grow up in totally different generations like like mom i didn't grow up in mexico and that's not to say that like her um lessons that she has from when she grew up won't apply to me but it's different mm-hmm. you know i remember having such a difficult time explaining to her uh, you know what what stress was about you know being in school and oh, being like an yep. undocumented person going through school and you know, just all of that stuff because she was like, but I don't no entiendo, right? I don't understand. All I know that you tell me is hard, but I, I see other things as hard, you know? So I, I think in that process, I've always been that kind of mediator in between like my older siblings and then like my younger siblings to, to say like, how do we find a space where we can teach mom, where we can talk to her, not just as our mom, but like as a señora who who has to see that, you know, lessons change and traditions change and environments change. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. And I think same thing for me. I mean, I'm a, I'm the, my mom's baby. I will forever be my mom's baby. I'm an only child. Um, and for the longest, it was just me and my mom. Um, my mom had me when she was 21. And for a long time growing up, it felt like I was growing up with my sister and not my mom. Because I saw a lot um, of that immaturity. Um, I saw a lot of, um, things that just did not make sense. Like when I was a teenager, my mom would do things that were just so immature for like a grown woman. And even as a Mm. teenager, I just felt like I was also teaching her how to parent. Like I was teaching her how to be a mom. Yeah. It felt like that for a long time. Um, but I think something that I've, that I've learned in the past, like, year especially after moving to los angeles that that i've learned to see my mom as a woman now Mm. um as a woman with wants and needs and something that i love doing i so my godmother is my mom's best friend since they were kids and my madrina is the most vulgar woman you ever meet Mm. i call her and she started talking to me about like learning how to like slurp the d like yes she's out here giving me tips talking about if if i need to learn how to like keep a man like I need her number. that pro- she's that pro- <laughs> slurp the d okay she's that problematic <laughs> madrina like she's uh. she's the problematic auntie she is a mess so she started telling me these stories about my mom growing up mm. and how like they used to go so like you know here it's like motels and the dr is like las cabanas which is like these like cabins by the beach 
that's where you will go to, you know, do your thing and Get leave. Get a man, yeah. Exactly, you know, you know, you know, her early 20s, you know how it is. So my gra- my godmother started telling me about my mom and her, like, whenever, like, one or the other, like, needed to have, like, an escapade. Yeah. They would, like, tag along, be each other's wing woman, and, like, wait for the other to be done in the cabin. So... I, so the other day, actually three days ago, I called my mom and I'm like, hey, mom, like I was speaking to, to Nia, I called my madrina Nia, and she was telling me about like Las Cabañas. She's like, mira, I don't know why she's telling you that. Oh, I was like, no. mom, I like, mom, tell me the truth. Señora. They, the I was truth. like, de mujer a mujer. <laughs> I was like, did you go to Las Cabañas? Yes or no? <laughs> and she's like, well, of course I did. We were young. I was like, oh. Oh. oh, so when I have random trips to other countries, don't talk to me about what I'm doing. When I'm trying to sneak out of your house, putting a bonnet on my bed, don't talk to me, lady. <laughs> so I was like, Mom, you were doing the same thing. She's like, yeah, it's just you, kids think that um, what you, what your experience that we haven't experienced. We've done, we've done it all. That's why we try to advise you. Ah. Right. So she got all mom with it. But I've learned how to see her as a woman, like as a woman who is scared, who has fears, who had fears, you know, um, who did the best she could. And a certain understanding that like my mom is not just my mom. My mom is my stepdad's partner. My mom is her friend's friend. Mm. My mom is my aunt's sister. So it's not all about me. And I feel like as an only child for a long time, I felt like my mom's life revolved around me. Yeah. We kind of like, you know, in, in a part of me growing up was realizing that like my mom's life does not belong to me. Right. You know? Right. That she deserves to have her wants and needs. I think on that same point, like my, you know, my mom is in her uh, mid, mid 60s. And one of the things that I've been having constant, constant conversations with her about is that like, mom, the whole idea of like your, your life doesn't belong to us. It, it, it's really difficult for her to see. Yeah. Because the in her entire life, mm. she's been the oldest um, women in her family. Uh, meaning she has to take care of the little siblings. She sibling. has to take care of all the little siblings. Um, you know, when my father passed away, she had to take care of all of six kids. Um, and so she's always held this really big burden and responsibility as like the, the, the top mujer woman to take care of everybody. And to a certain extent, I feel like she loves that. She loves that role because she knows how to do that so well. Mm. And she's had so much practice in doing that. But in the process, what it has meant is that she has always put her needs aside. Mm. She has always put her wants, her desires um, next to her kids or her brothers. And I'm trying to teach her the opposite. I'm trying to be like, mom, I'm okay. Like, you know, you don't have to worry about me getting home uh, tomorrow night after I leave your house. Like, mm. and I remember I had one conversation one time where I, I had to tell her mom, yo le doy el permiso. I give you the permission to not worry in the way that you have for me anymore. And she kind of looked at me like, I don't need your permission. And I'm like, well, it kind of seems like it. Right. So like, I, I want you to know that I am going to live my life. Um, as best as I can, and that it's okay if I make mistakes, even to your eyes. But just take that. Like, it's okay. And so she doesn't have a good, like, there's a, there's a thing that kind of, you know, goes around inside because she's like, I don't know how to take this. So we are learning together how to be in that relationship, you know? 
um, I think something that I've learned a lot of, and my, again, my mom is a single mom. She was a single mom for most of our lives. And something that I also had to learn was how to like escape from her because yeah. she always kept me like within distance of like of where of she was. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Like my mom, like, you know, I feel like people have this like stereotypical image of like, like, uh, sing like single mothers and how they're like libertinas and like let their children do whatever they want. And it was the opposite for me. My mom was so strict that for a long time I needed to rebel against that. Mm. And me being undocumented, I was never allowed to. One, because of the fear of like, if I do something like crazy that can get me arrested, not only would like, yes, I'll be really rebelling against my mother, but I'll, I'll be back in the yard like the, without her. Right. So that fear was always, it always yeah. kept me like within, within, you know, arm's length of her. Like it was always like she kept me in her fist. Yeah. Um, and for a long time I, I began to rebel. I began to like push, push away her walls and like this little box that she wanted to keep me in. So part of growing up meant like spreading my wings. I knew that if I stayed in New York, mommy was always going to have a hold on me. Mm. And, you know, I, I, I grew up in a, in a family of matriarchs. It was mostly my aunts, also single mothers, my grandma, a single mother. So for the most part, our, like my cousins didn't spread their wings. They were always within reach. And I was the first one to leave my family. And something that meant so much to me is before when I decided to come to L.A., my mom was mad. Like, she's like, you're really going to throw away your life? Well, my mom thought initially my mom thought that I was doing it for some man. Um, like she really thought that I was like so blindlessly in love that I was going yeah. to like pick up and leave everything that I had ever worked for. Right. And I had to sit her down and say, mom. And literally I said verbatim, I was like, mom, you did what you had to do. Yeah. You raised a good woman. You raised a woman with principles. Una, una mujer con moral de principios. Um, you did a good job. Now is you have to trust yourself that the lessons you taught me will pay off. You have to trust that your parenting was good enough that I'm going to move away and that I will be okay. That I learned how to survive on my own because you taught me how to right. do that. And that you're with me this whole time. And I even had to sit her down and say, Mom, like, I'm looking at you in the eye and I'm telling you that I'm not blinded by love. Mm. I am blinded by this want and this need to have freedom for myself. I need to leave. I need to. And you know, and she knew, like, I've been telling my mom that I wanted to leave New York since I was 16 years old. I used to cry about, like, my status because I couldn't go away. I couldn't go to college. I couldn't move away from, like, my, like, my city and, and my family. That was always my dream, to always pick up and leave. And then I told her, I was like, Mom, I finished school. I'm done with my fellowship. I have no job lined up. I have nothing tying me here. I have no relationship. I have no children. I am the most free I will ever be in my life. I am debt free. Like, this is it. If I don't leave now, I will never be able to go. If you were in my position, if mm. you can think about yourself at 24 years old, had you not had me, had you not, like, you know, had you had all the opportunities that I've had, would you leave? And she said yes. And for my mom to admit that, you know, it showed her growth, not only yeah. as a parent, but as, as her seeing me as a woman. Yeah. You know, as much as much more than her daughter. Yeah. Um, and I think that has been one of the most valuable things about my relationship with my mom. And I feel like a lot of people can relate to this. They had like, you know, they've been, if they have single mothers. It's like, right. you're your mom's world. Yeah. Um, especially if you're an only child. 
Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think like in in the case the relationship that I had with my mom, she if there's ever a reason why I need to practice um, self care um, and self um, nurture is because I have seen in her um, what what can happen if you don't. Mm, wow. She she's 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 a person who relentlessly wants to do things for others, wants to take care of things, wants to uh, uh, move around in a space to make others feel comfortable before herself. And 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 she hates that I do this, but I do quite the opposite with her. I'm always like, where do you want to go? What mm. what what's in your taste buds that you want to taste? Um, what would you like to see? Um, what kinds of shoes do you want? And so I, I always give her choice. I always give her the, the ability to, to decide. And we have a hard time. And I have to be very patient with her because I have to just sit there and say, she has to own up to the fact that she's making a decision based on her needs. Mm. Um, and, and it's hard for her. Very, very hard. She's always like, no, mijo, lo que ustedes me quieran dar, whatever. And I was like, oh, no, man. I want you to tell me what you want, where you want to go. So when she just went to Mexico just recently, I told her, mom, I will give you money. I will send you wherever it is that you want to go. If you want to visit the fam, if you want to be with your cousins, if you want to go with friends that you haven't seen in a long time, just tell me where you want to go and, and we'll send you there. Um, but, you know, she went with her family. She did what she wanted to do. She's never one to ask, but mm -hmm. we always, you know, give. Yeah. Um, and I had a, a really beautiful conversation when she got back, and I asked her, Mom, ¿qué fue lo que hizo en México that made you feel, like, good? She's like, mijo, regresé con nuevos lentes, <laughs> con nuevos dientes. I'm done. Yeah, and, and a better appreciation for what I have. She was like, I'm really grateful. She was like, you know, it's being able to see the poverty in Mexico and, you know, what we've left behind. Like, I'm really grateful for you guys. I'm really grateful for where I live. I'm grateful for all of you and, you know, being able to succeed and go to school and do what you did. She was like, now I feel good about my job, Aww. about what I've done. And that's all we've ever wanted for her, you know? And then now she's like, sabes que? I'm going to go and plant those little plants. I'm going to go and take the dog out for a walk. I'm going to clean this house. So, like, the idea that, and, that in her 60s, she can be in a kind of renaissance of, of what her life can be as a mujer mm -hmm. without any worry of any kids, like, is, is a brand new frontier for her. You know, I think our, our moms are the opposite of each other because yeah. my mother wanted things her way all the time. Yeah. It was always a constant power struggle between us because I would want to do something and then she thought, the opposite was best, and we would always be in this constant, like, basically, like, competition as to who was going to get their way. Mm. Both very stubborn. Yeah. Um, and it, it was just always a power struggle with my mother. And even my friends would notice. My friend Vanessa, who has been around for most of my life now, um, she's seen my mom at, like, her, her most, like, berrinchuda. Like if it's not her like way, like that, yeah. yeah, like if it's not her way, it's like the like it's like the highway, like it's it's nothing. Um, and a lot of and me rebelling against everything she said, even if I knew what she wanted was best, I would rebel against that because I wanted to do the the complete opposite. I think a lot of 
um, our relationship now is based on allowing my mom to get what she wants. Like, yeah. why not? Like, sometimes I'd rather not fight. Um, I'd rather not, like, give her a hard time. You'd be like, okay, mom. And also understanding her love languages. Oh, yeah. You know, like, learning my mom's love languages has been crucial. And so a friend told me that our relationship would, would improve when I moved away, when I was no longer under her household. And she's right. Because now when my mom calls me yelling about me picking up, like not picking up the call, the, the phone, like the phone, about me not checking in on her. I'm like, mom, one, stop yelling. And two, I miss you too. Mm. It's okay to miss me. Mm. I did call you. I'm calling you now. Let's stop. Let's stop arguing. How are you? Yeah. And she kind of like settles. Like she kind of like understands. Like you okay, that was not necessary. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I like validated yeah. like her needs. We're still working on like you know her expressing herself, but that's the the fact that we've gotten here that there's no longer a constant like fighting. It's it's a sign to me that we're growing into each other. Yeah. That I'm learning how to be a better daughter. And she's learning how to be a better parent, even as like a two adults. That's so beautiful. And like another thing is, Ernesto, like how how old is your oldest like sibling? They're um they're in their forties. Late yeah, late forties, yeah. Yeah. You have siblings that are older than my mom. Yeah. Like, so imagine your sibling pre- parenting a twenty four year old. You know, like, my mom could be your homegirl. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. know? That's actually a really interesting thing because, like, one of the things that, like, I think about, because I also have to have really, like, like in-depth conversations with my siblings because mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, like, you can't treat mom like that. If yeah. my mom is acting like she's in un berrinche and she's acting like a 12-year-old homegirl who doesn't know any better... Don't meet her. Don't match her. Yeah. Like you have to grow her up. And you know something. You know something that we have to recognize is we like, and this is for everyone, right? We grow, right? We're we're children. We're babies yeah. at first, then we grow into children, and then into adulthood. But as we start like getting older, we go back to being children. Mm-hmm. Like we go back to this very like childlike ways of like seeing the world and expressing ourselves. So. And when our parents are growing into, like, behis, like, right, like, when they're becoming older and they're becoming seniors, that's when we, like, come in. Yeah. That's when we take care of the child in us that our parents neglected when they had us. Yeah. Like, I think that has been a really interesting um, acknowledgement for me because it sort of feels like no one's going to tell you, okay, it's time for you to teach your parents the lessons that they never taught you. Nadie te dice eso. No one. So it's up to us to recognize that as our parents are getting into that, into that space, into that age, like it's okay for us to teach and be patient and be loving and caring. And sometimes, yo, like we may not be in that space too, you know? Um, but I like, I, I, I love my homegirl. I love my mom. And what the best way that I have learned to be in a different relationship with her is that if I see her, not as my mom first, but as a mujer, um, as, a, as an older teenager, like a young 20-something-year-old, and I want to get to know her, right? Because I think that's kind of where my mom is in that phase of still wanting to rediscover, like, 
her longings for things. And can we talk about how our parents, you know, our mothers had us very young. Yo. They were still children themselves. And they were forced into adulthood by this big responsibility, by marriage, by, you know, by having us. That the child in them, one, is still there. And two, needs attention. Yeah. Needs pampering. Nurturing. Needs nurturing, right? Yeah. So something that, you know, we, we ought to learn as adults that our parents were forced to learn when they had us is how to take care of the children in them. One of those ways, you know, my mom <laughs> is, is how did, how did they demonstrate love mm-hmm. to us? And one of the things that my mom said, she was like, Mijo, I married your dad for two things. One, because I thought he was very handsome and he <laughs> could take care of us and he was hardworking. But two, because he didn't drink. Aww. And then I'm, I'm waiting for the mm-hmm. rest. I was like, okay, so what else? And she was like, that's it. Like... At that time yep. in, in, in my life and being so poor, like you wanted to find yourself a man who could at least work and yep. wasn't, you know, an alcoholic. And I was like, well, damn, what? Like have my mom write her own self-help book. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like imagine that. Like, yep. but, my, it, but it's, yeah, it's, same. it's so little. Yeah, same. My mom literally told me like, um, I, I like I started dating your dad once because he was handsome. And I was like, ew, first of all, he's not. Um, he's he's like, I love his eyebrows and his eyelashes. I'm like, okay, mom. Um, and then two, he's like, oh, because he told me that his family had money and he seemed very hardworking. Literally, like it was about how likely is this person to take care of me and our future family. Um, and my grandmother, if you ask her, she was like, yeah, you know, I married, you know, your grandfather because, you know, he owned some land and he could feed you all. That's it. That's it. Literally, she said, oh, in the way that he courted me, he brought me food. So it wasn't like he is emotionally prepared to take on the beauty that I am inside. Like At nah, all. None of this. And that's the privilege yeah. that us, like, second generation, right. 1.5 generation kids that grew up in the U.S. have. Yeah, for this, sure. This, like, privilege of self-reflection, of getting to know ourselves. Getting of, therapy. You know, becoming emotionally uh, well-versed people. Yeah. Like, our parents were not out here going to therapy. Like, they were too busy surviving trying to feed us. A baby, my mom tells me stories of, like, when we were growing up, like, just being able to only feed us, like, tortillas with salt. And she was like, this is what we're going to have for food. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, it's crazy. My mom's story is about her not being able to buy me pampers and only being able to do pañales, which is, like, the, the cloth. Yeah. And then washing it whenever I, like, peed myself or something else. Right. And then, like, putting it back on and how, like, the other kids had pampers, but I didn't because, like, she couldn't afford to buy them. My mom, like, we, we literally, that's all of us. She, she raised all yeah. her kids with those pañales. Okay, quick thing. Tell me one quirk, like one tiny quirk that your mom has that you just like either drives you crazy or is just like, ay, señora, no puedo creer. Just a quirk. Because oh. I have one. Like, I that, dr- like, I think, oh, oh, my mom goes from zero to 100 in like two seconds. Uh-huh. And I'm becoming her. <laughs> Which is, you know, my roommate's going to listen to it. She's going to be like, oh, really? She, my mom is crazy about cleaning. Mm. Like, if she sees, like, something out of place for two seconds, she's like... She goes uh, off. And that used to annoy me so much. Like, that used to drive me crazy. 
And now I, I am her and she is me. Okay. So my mom, <laughs> my mom has this thing about safety. She always feels like someone's going to come attack us out of nowhere. Like you're walking down the street, mijo, cuidado porque te vas a caer y te vas a golpear and your head's going to explode. And I'm just like, what? So what are the things that she does at, at the house? And it was a thing that all of my brothers and sisters grew up with. Every time we walked in the door, she would look at you. She was like, ciérrame la puerta. I'm like, yo, I just walked in. Like, can I get a hello? How was your day? She was like, cierra la puerta. And then one time I was like, mom, para qué? She was like, se van a meter las arañas y los alacranes. What? So she has this sort of notion that if we don't close the door. As soon as you walk as in. As soon as you walk in, it's like, like serpents and arañas and anything is going to just oh like go into the door. God. And then my mom, I'm telling you, my mom is her own security brink system. Like she developed this thing where like she gets like a, a wooden stick from the escobas or like trapeador. Mm -hmm. She cuts it into pieces, puts it in the window so that when you open the window, like you can't open it. Oh my God. But check this out. When my sisters, when they got their houses, tell me why they all got palos in the windows. They all got like these things that you put underneath the, the doors to stop any spiders from coming. Oh my God. Oh my Yo, God. And then now guess what I'm doing in my house? In Los my palos. Yeah. Yo, I got to make sure that no one's coming in. No serpents are coming in. Shit. Not even ghosts. Like my mom is her own security system. And that's her thing. Like, she just grew up that way. And what's one thing that you admire? Just one, quick. Her strong will to survive. Same. Same thing with my mom. Yeah. Strong will I to survive. I think my mom is one of the most, like, one of the most business savvy people I've ever met. My mom can walk into a room with $1 and come out with 10 She will work a room out. She juices my bank account. Um, my stepdad's bank account, everyone's bank account, and then she saves it. And if you ever need anything, she's like, here it is. Remember when you gave me this $10? Good for her. Um, and, you know, something that I, you know, a lot of people, you know, for example, let's say um, they tell you, oh, um, what would you do when you get rich? A lot of people say, buy my mom a house. Me, I would invest in my mom's business. Because she will make it. I would, well. like, yeah, I would not, like, I wouldn't buy my mom a house. I'd be like, Mom, what business do you want to open? Let's invest in it. Mm. And she'll make that double. Mm. She'll make that amount double, triple. Like, my mom has such a good mind for that. And that's something that I admire so much. And I'm trying to learn it now. I'm always calling her for advice. Yeah. My mom's, like, strong will to survive meant that she never let any man, woman, even her parents, her siblings or something, get between her and her kids. Like, Same. her family Same. would always come first. And, like, she would do whatever in the neighborhood. She would sell alhajas. She would, mm -hmm. like, Same. go and make bread. At one point, she had, like, three or four jobs, and she would come home. But this woman, like, never owed anything to yeah. anybody yeah same she's like 100%. i have no debts my name is clear no one can come to me and be like but you haven't paid me those ten dollars she was like not here baby yep question what is one thing that you want or you wish your mom to learn 
how to be patient 100%. How to like breathe in and out and basically stop herself from saying like whatever comes to her head. And that's something that I'm, I'm working with like right now. If my mom could like sometimes stop herself and stop her anger and her impatience before she speaks to me, I think it would like better so many things. And it's something that she has to work on even with other people in her life, like my stepdad and her friends. My mom needs patience. And all the women in my family need patience, including me. Like, it's, it's like, it's un, it's un curse. <laughs> yeah. Okay, paciencia. Paciencia. For, um, for my mom, if there was one thing that I want her to learn, um, is that she is enough. Mm. Just as she is. And that self-care is important. But she's she's she is enough. She's constantly like worried about what other people are gonna think about her, what other people are gonna think about us, about me. Mm. And I'm just like, Mom, you are enough the way that you are. I love you for your chitter chatter, for your your nobility, for your humbleness, for your pettiness, for your scorpioness. Mama, I just love you. I feel like I would love your mom. Yo, mama. Because like, my mom cr- sounds like the opposite of my mom. You know, I think I would love your mom because every time I talk to your mom and you're like talking to her, I'm always like, ¿Cómo estás? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. She, and she's always cracking up. Yeah, like I, you know who would love, love, love my mom? Who? David. I know. David and my mom in one room would, no. would they would they would destroy the universe. No. They would read no. everyone in sight. They are not allowed to meet. Like and then actually David just messaged me. He's like, when you go back to New York, I wanna go too. I know. Uh but and I really want him to meet my mama. Like I feel like they're gonna get along so well. Oh she's changing <laughs> though. With church, she's not as shady anymore. She's, she's losing oh, her touch. Well, you know, she's she's uh, learning the ways of the Lord. <laughs> Lord. And you she wants me saying? to learn it, too. <laughs> like, Mom, please, please stop. Yeah, we, um, I, I'm really excited. I'm so happy to, to have shared some moments with you about my mama, my mama. I hope, I hope you guys like this episode. There's a lot to unpack with yes. our mama, especially immigrant moms. Yeah. Um, but we out here doing the work, thriving. Yeah. And, and if you all have some interesting stories, some interesting dichos, some interesting sayings, or even just chanclazos that your mom may have, you know, thrown your way, yo, share it with us. Uh, we'd love to hear uh, your relationship with your mom and how it's grown over the years or how it stayed stagnant. And, you know, for those of us who have lost um, our mothers, our, our parents, um, who has been that person in your life that has stood in that role model way? Let us know. We'd love to, to hear all about it. Uh, We also want to do a quick shout out to all of our amazing followers who have been staying on on top of our conversations. We really, really appreciate y'all so much. And I love, I love, I love when people get back to me and they're like, oh, hey, I love when you said this on the episode. I love when you said that. Like, it just, it warms my heart to know that people are listening and people care about what we have to say. So, of course, um, we are releasing uh, an episode every other Monday right uh the next one will be out uh june 3rd wow june 3rd you know june 3rd is a big day for me it's the day that i became a green card holder and the day that i graduated college yo that's an anniversary we have to celebrate baby maybe that's what we're gonna talk about let's unpack okay so thank you so much for listening and of course you can follow us at lose accents 
and at UndocuBay. And Afro Dominican next things. Celebrate you so your much. mom. Ha- and happy early Dominican Mother's Day to all mis Dominicanos out there. Ernesto. Sorry. What do you have to say? I- I'm sorry for all the Dominicanos out here. My trifling ass thinks that all Latinos are Mexicans, but I guess that happens, right? <laughs> we have a lot to learn. So thank you so much. <laughs> Find our episodes on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts. We're still trying to work out Google Play. Trust. I've been doing research. Google Play is trifling. Androids are trifling. I'm just, I'm trying to figure it out, y'all. We're coming out here. Thank y'all for listening. And this was Lose Accents. Accents.